And uh, we are gathered to worship God, to honor him, as, and celebrate his grace as we do this thing that we call baptism. And we're a new church, so this is our first time that we've done believer baptism. And so I just want to take a couple minutes and talk about why we do this and, and what it means today. So if you have your Bible, you'll want to turn to Matthew 28. Um, in Matthew 28, Jesus has spent three years with his closest followers, and he is kind of giving his parting words, his summation to kind of what he wants his closest friends and these followers to do and to be as he goes um, and departs from them. And in Matthew 28, he says, um, Jesus came to them in verse 18 and says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, Jesus, he didn't um, say, all right, here's the, or he did say, this is kind of the most important stuff. But he didn't say, now, what I want you to do is I want you to get people to say, all right, fine, I believe that Jesus was the son of God. That's cool. And then I'll buy Christian music and not swear and attend church and, and then I get to go to heaven, right? That is not at all what he said. He said, I'm in charge. Like, God has given me authority. I don't say it in an arrogant way. I just say it in a humble way. Like, all authority has been given to me. And now I want you to go and I want you to make disciples. I want you to bring people along in what it means to follow me. In what it means to um, be like me. To do the things I've done. To act the way I've acted. To see yourself as one of God's children, because Jesus did say, anyone who believes in me becomes one of my kids. And, and so he says, I want you to make disciples. I want you to bring people along as followers. And to be a follower, it says then, means to be baptized. He says, make disciples of all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So so what does it mean to be baptized? Well, baptism, baptize, literally this word means to immerse or to dip or to dunk in the water. And so it was such a common word that actually historians found in, I think, 150 BC, they found an old pickle recipe. This is, this is true. And they said, if you want to make a pickle, you take a cucumber and you baptizo it into the vinegar. And then you leave it there and it becomes a pickle. And so this word was something that was used all the time and, and literally... That's what, that's what the writer's trying to say here. To be a follower or to be a disciple of Jesus means to dip, means to immerse. It means to plunge yourself into the flow, into the movement of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so these people that are going to stand up today, literally, if you picture someone like running off the end of a dock, I used to do that as a kid. We spent our church at a cabin. Um, it really wasn't church, but we spent our family time at a church, uh, at a cabin, and instead of church. And I remember running off the dock and throwing myself in the water. My wife has two older brothers, and they would, um, every Memorial Day, when the water's still about 56 degrees, they would go, hey, let's all run off the dock. And they would run to the end of the dock, and she, the youngest, would flung herself out into the water, and they would stop. Every year for, what, five, six, seven, eight years? Um, but that idea of a 
total abandonment is what Jesus is trying to say to his followers. To be baptized into the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is total abandonment. But I think it means even more than that because we say something like, this is a holy moment. And the reason we say that is found in Matthew 3. So again, if you're, if you're following along in your Bible, now we're going to kind of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So Jesus has been kind of, he's grown up, his, um, and he, he turns approximately 30 years old. He kind of launches into public ministry. He becomes a Jewish teacher. And he goes to John the Baptist, the one prophet that is um, in Jesus' day that is speaking for God. And he's telling people to, to turn from their kind of wickedness, to turn from their self-centeredness, and to become followers of the, the true God. And so he's saying, repent and be baptized. And so these people are going into the wilderness, basically saying, I'm not putting my trust in religion. I'm not putting my trust in the temple. I'm not putting my trust in the institution and the sacrifices. I'm going to go be baptized into this, this grace of God, this God that really intended something that somehow the Jewish people started to miss. And so Jesus comes to John and he says in Matthew chapter 3, I need you to baptize me. And then they kind of get in an argument. No, no, I need to be baptized by you. No, no, you baptize. You should be baptizing me. No, you should be baptizing me. And I don't know how many back and forth it did. The writer just kind of says one. But the important part is that finally then Jesus, John said, okay, fine, I'll baptize you. And it says in, in Matthew 3, um, then Jesus came to be baptized by John. And as Jesus was baptized, he went into the water. He came up out of the water in verse 16. And at that moment, it says, heaven was opened. And the Spirit of God descended on Jesus like a dove and stayed there. And then a voice from heaven came and said, this is my son in whom I love, in whom I am well pleased. And so that holy moment had God the Father speaking from heaven. I love, I just thank you, God, that that you've taken the clouds away and you've had this, the sun shine out because that's the kind of thing that happened. The sun came out, the heavens broke open and this voice from heaven, God the Father spoke to God the Son and God the Spirit was there. So here's this God that we say um, is three in one. And so when we baptize into the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's not just a cute religious saying. What we're saying is this God who is Father, Son, and Spirit, is present. It is a holy and sacred moment. And, and just like it was a holy moment then, we believe that when we walk down there, it'll be a holy moment for these people that stand up and say, yes, I get it. I accept it. The grace of God has come upon me. And, and now I'm not just saying, I, I, okay, I'm one of God's kids, or okay, I'm a Christian. Now I'm saying like, I'm all in. I'm plunging. I'm immersing myself into the movement of God. I give him everything. The grace of God has come. I've received it. And just like we say um, that, you know, in, in our church, we, um, we baptize infants and we say the grace of God has come before them. And we pray that one day they will turn and they will accept Jesus. Just like the grace of God came before each one of us. And if you haven't accepted that grace, then the grace of God is coming before you. It's weaving its way into your life. Because God wants you 
to jump into his flow. So whether or not you've acknowledged his grace in your life or you're still working that out, we believe the grace of God has come before. But today when we, when we baptize these, these children and young adults and adults that have said, yes, I accept it. As believers, they're saying, I get it, I'm plunged in. The grace of God has already overwhelmed me. And now I want to walk in this new life. Because that's, that's specifically why immersion baptism is so cool. Um, if you look at Romans chapter 6, you'll see that the writer here, Paul, is saying that, um, that this symbolism of going under the water and coming out of the water really means a ton. Uh, that's not very scholarly sounding, but it's, it just is, is huge. It says in verse 3, Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? So when our people that come up to be baptized, um, when they go down to the water and they go under the water, it's, it's talking about this death of old self. We go under the water and we are baptized into Christ's death. And then when we come out of the water, we're baptized into this new life in Christ. Now, now I used to think that that just meant like I was kind of a better version of myself. But this is, this is not just like a little bit improved. When we restore something, we make it new. And this new life in Christ, when we go under the water, we have said that when Jesus Christ comes in, we get a new heart, a new mind, a new way to follow God. And death to the old self means some of you um, read my news, little news article when I was in the Boundary Waters really wanting to see a grizzly bear. I, I thought, well, that's kind of dumb because what would happen if I found one? Um, they're big and they're scary. And, and I said, you know, would I go up and poke a sleeping grizzly bear? Well, that'd have to be really dumb because if I poke a sleeping grizzly bear, it's kind of like when I poked my dad when I was a little kid to say, hey, can you get up and play? Um, he was kind of grouchy. And when you poke a sleeping bear, it reacts to you. And sometimes we think that the Christian life, living in this way of Jesus, is that when temptation comes, it pokes us, it pokes at us, and we like grab onto it and we run after it. But really, when we are baptized into this faith, when we're new, when we have this new heart and this new mind, it's like poking a dead grizzly bear. Temptation can just poke at us and poke at us and poke at us and poke at us. And you know what we just say? That's dead. That's dead. Temptation has no more power over us because Christ defeated sin and death and Satan. And so we can, we can succumb to it. It's not that any of these people are going to be perfect. It's not that I'm perfect and I've been baptized. And, and after this, you will have the people that come up here, the seven people that are saying yes to Jesus, that have said yes to Jesus. The, the evil one is going to come and they're going to doubt Make, make these people doubt. So you need to pray for them. Oh, that wasn't real. Oh, you're not, you're not any different. You're the same old person. You're going to have the same old personality. You're going to have temptation come and poke at you, and it's your choice to like drop to it or succumb to it or to go, you know what? That's dead. That's dead to me. You have no power over me. And Jesus gives us that in this picture. We die to ourselves. We are raised to new life in Christ. And so we're new. So when we walk out of the water, I'll say something like, go and walk in the newness of Jesus. And then 
we see in this picture of baptism in Matthew chapter 3. We see just Jesus going under the water, coming out of the water in this holy moment. But then what does he do? He is launched into ministry. Yes, he is tempted for a little while. But shortly after that, he launches into ministry. And so we have some people who are 10, 11, 12, and then some people that are older than 12. And, and all these people are being launched into ministry, made for ministry, I say. So dead to self, new life in Christ, and now they're made for ministry. And what I mean by that is now we live for the purposes and the priorities of God. You may not be called into full-time ministry, um, but you can be a full-time servant of Jesus in whatever you're doing. And that's what this baptism is saying. It's saying we're made for ministry. We're going to prioritize the purposes and plans of God. And so if you haven't been baptized, what does this mean for you? Um, We don't want to just talk about baptism. I don't want to just give you some nice theological truths. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me about what does it mean to be poked and say, that's dead. And maybe that's what it is for you today. Maybe today for you, maybe as a community, we need to, we need to wrestle with that. We need to figure out what it means to be, to be poked by temptation and say, oh, that's dead. Maybe for you, it's, it's really figuring out, um, have I plunged in to this movement of God? Have I run off the end of the dock with all abandonment, even when people are saying, the water's cold, you, you know, you should stop, you know. And, and have I just thrown myself in? Reckless abandonment. Maybe God is saying, I want all of you today. Or maybe he's saying, um, you know, I've, I have been made for ministry. And I need to get involved in the purposes of God, not just because we want you to be a greeter or take down this stuff, although we'd love that help, um, because there's a world out there that needs our hands and our wallets and our heart. There's people out there that are hurting that aren't going to just come and sit and listen. But when you come and you sit and when we listen and when we help, then they start to ask questions. And we're all made for ministry. My favorite, favorite verse uh, is Galatians 2.20. And it's a, it's a baptism verse. It's, it's something that, that I, I hope ministers to you like it's ministered to me um, today and for our baptism community today. Um, Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. I've gone under the water. I no longer live, but I come out of the water because Christ now lives in me. And this life that I live in this body, I live by the faithfulness in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Because all these people that are being baptized today, I'm pretty confident that they're going to sin. They're going to mess up and they're going to screw up. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow or the next week or maybe in a month if they're really good, um, but they're going to mess up. But the truth of this verse is, God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live it by the faithfulness of God, not by my performance. 
You don't live this Christian faith by your performance. If you're seeking what it means to understand, to live this way of Jesus, it's not our performance. It's not our effort. It's the fact that God loved us, that Jesus, that he lived the perfect life, that he paved the way, that he died that death, and that he rose. That's where we get our strength from. When, when these people come up, they share their stories. They're sharing a part of their story today. And they're going under the water. They're coming out of the water. And I hope you cheer for them. Um, they are living this new life in the faithfulness of Jesus. And we can live this life in the faithfulness of Jesus. So where's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? I don't want to just give a little hint about what baptism means and then leave it there. If God is doing some work in your heart, um, listen to that. Maybe he's saying you're made for ministry. Maybe he's saying, you know, you're just sleeping. You're not, you're not dead. That temptation is coming over you and coming over you and coming over you. Um, that, can, that can be crucified with Christ today. So I'm super excited to have um, Craig Waldron be the first one to share because Craig um, is a great example of living out this baptism idea. So I know you're wearing orange. So, um, and I, we had a microphone. Carrie, I think you, I think you took the microphone with you. Um, I'll just stand really close. So you can, talking. yeah, you can talk right into my cheek. Um, so Craig, uh, I won't steal his story, but he's figured out that He's dead to the old self. He's made new in Christ and that he's made for ministry. So Craig, would you uh, tell us why you want to be baptized today and a little bit about your faith story? Um, well, first of all, couldn't you find a place with a hot tub? I mean, it's going to be a little cold out there. <laughs> a little bit. Um, why do I Next want to be time. baptized? All right. <laughs> um, I guess because, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And Jesus died for my sins. Mm. Uh, this is a public declaration that I believe that with my entire life. Kind of like what Rob was explaining, going all in, just diving, giving it all up. Um, so yeah, this is just a public act to, uh, to declare that, that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about your faith story, what brought you to this point, Craig. Uh, a little bit about my uh, my testimony. I grew up in a Christian home uh, my whole life. I, since I was young, I was going to Sunday school, involved with youth groups. Uh, in college, I was in small groups and whatnot. And, uh, you know, my entire life, I, I went to these, these Christians' uh, events, I guess you can call them. Um, I was involved with that. But I really didn't really understand um, the whole concept of Jesus and what he actually did for my life. And I just couldn't get a grasp on that. And, and, you know, it was kind of in one ear and out the other. That was kind of how it was. And um, and part of it, too, was I, I kind of just did it to to please my mother, <laughs> to, to kind of get her off my back about this whole God thing. And uh, But I'm so thankful for that and my entire life, my parents, um, how God used that to really impact my life. So uh, about a year ago, I was graduating college, and um, it was a really low point in my life, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, and the whole thing about going into the real world, and um, yeah, it was just a, a very low point and terrifying point in my life, and I was very weak, and so I just cried out to God one night, I remember, and I was just like, 
All right, you know, I surrender. I give it all up. My life is in your hands. And, you know, God's, he's been in my life, my whole life. And he's, uh, he's always been there just waiting for me and, uh, and just speaking to me constantly. And um, so I just finally, you know, I was like, all right, I give it up. And, um, and about, that was about a year ago. And he took me to uh, an organization called YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission. It's a missions organization. And I went to Australia for about a year, spent some time there. And uh, basically what it is is different classes about um, the Holy Spirit and just, just learning about God every single day. And I was just thrown right into it, you know, all God every single day. And it was a lot. <laughs> and that's exactly what I needed. And God knew that. So I'm very thankful for that and for the opportunity to do that. And, and now I came back a couple months ago and, and now I'm just working and now I'm here and ready to be baptized. So that's and a little bit back. of my story. And I'm going back, yeah. I, I feel God calling me to full-time, full-time missions. Um, he just really put that on my heart. So I'll be going back in a couple months to do that and we'll see what happens there. So Thanks, Craig. You'll hear more of Craig's story as uh, if you subscribe to our news and notes um, about his journey. Dorothy White. Dorothy, why do you want to be baptized today? Um, I want to be baptized because I've made, because I know I've made Jesus Lord and Savior of my life, and yeah. Awesome. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey, Dorothy. What brought you to this point? Well, I had I I accepted Jesus into my life when I was um, very very young, and one of my most recent stories about when I really needed God in my life was last year in fifth grade. There was a girl who wasn't very nice to me. Mm-hmm. And God helped me through that, and I prayed for her, and I prayed for strength for me to help be kind instead of lipping off to her, because she was mean to me. I kind of wanted to be mean back, but God helped me not be mean back, so, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Dorothy. Heidi Geiger. How do you want anyone to be baptized today? To speak in public, right? Uh, No. (laughs) I need to breathe. Okay. Um, I want to be baptized because I believe that it is a commandment, one of the sacraments that God said believe and be baptized, and I'm doing it as an act of obedience Mm -hmm. and my willingness to trust in God. Awesome, awesome. So what brought you to this point, Heidi? Well, um, I accepted Christ when I was five, um, my mother and I were watching the Hour of Power on television, <laughs> and somebody got up to give their testimony, and I didn't know what that meant, and my mother explained that to me, and she asked me if I wanted to do that, and at that age, I thought, wow, of course I want to do that. This is, like, great, you know, and I was super excited, and I ran to tell my brother, and he sort of went, so, what? You know, he wasn't very excited, but, you know, he was only seven, so, but... I grew up attending church, um, 
and you know, we went to all sorts of different churches throughout my life. Um, I began to fear, though, that uh, God asked a whole lot of people, you know. Missionaries would come in, and they would be serving in Ethiopia, and their life would just be, you know, difficult. And I'd be th- thinking, um, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really prepared to give my life in that way, you know. I'm, so I realized that that was an attitude that kind of put a barrier between me and my faith. And, you know, I sort of fell farther and farther away from God. I finally met a man who was not a Christian, and I fell in love with him. Probably because relationships are just so difficult for me. And to actually have that relationship, that closeness with somebody, was just so special. And it was, it was you know, hard for me to let that go. And God really didn't want me in that relationship. And I really struggled with that. You know, that was a really difficult life choice for me. And, you know, people prayed for me, and my family has been great through all of that, and they constantly pulled me back to God. But, you know, I really, really didn't want to give that up in my life. You know the old adage of a bird in the hand is worth two at the bush? Well, <laughs> the truth is, if God doesn't want you to have the bird, you need to let go of the bird. <laughs> So, you know, I, it took me a long time to get, get through that. And so um, my relationship finally ended, you know, seven years ago. And I went through a time of healing with God and I grew a lot. But God kept asking me throughout this entire time, Heidi, why won't you trust me? Mm. You know, why won't you trust me? And I really didn't have an answer to that. I, m- mostly it was just fear. You know, I'm afraid. You know, um, so, but God said, you know, why, why won't you trust me? I mean, do you not know who I am? And so, you know, he said, if you want to get to know me, um, spend time with me. And so I began to read and I began to pray and spend more time with him. And so <laughs> I got to a point where God was saying, hey, you know, now I think you need to make a, more of a commitment and show that you're putting your trust in me. And so he asked me, you know, go and get baptized. And so here I am, asking to be baptized as an act of obedience to God and a show in my faith. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Heidi. Wiley White. There you go. Hi, Hi Wiley. Um, Wiley, what do you... Uh, why do you want to be baptized today? The reason why I want to be baptized is because that I like to let people know that I have Jesus in my heart. And when my mom asked me when, if I'd like to be baptized, I said yes. So now I have that chance of letting people know that I have him in my heart. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Wiley, what brought you to this point? Tell us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus. Well, it all started in about third grade when I accepted Jesus in my heart at VBS. And so ever since then I've been been really attached to Christ. Anything else? Nope. Awesome. Awesome. We'll pray that you continue to have that closeness. That's great. Ethan Mantish. Ethan, why do you want to be baptized today? Um, 
to tell other people that I want to be closer to Jesus and that I have him in my life. Awesome, awesome. And tell me about your faith journey. Um, one day my mom started reading me the Bible and I really liked the stories. So if, she, uh, so I asked if she could tell me more about Jesus. I started memorizing verses and mom got me a devotions book and now I have him in my life. Awesome, Ethan. Thank you. Excited for your baptism today. Mariah Marty. It's Mariah's birthday today, too, so that's kind of a special thing. How many of you got baptized on your birthday? I hope I didn't steal your thunder with that oh, one. No, you're fine. Okay. Mariah, why do we want to be baptized okay, today? Well, I'm not really good at speaking in the front, so I just kind of like quickly wrote this really quick. So, <laughs> Okay, so the reason why I want to be baptized today is to show my acceptance to God and let him know he is in my life and has me, it has my heart. Okay, and my um, life story is, throughout my life, my grandma and grandpa were always talking to me about God. And up until sixth grade, I was going to VBS, and I loved learning and hearing about the good things he does for us. This year, I decided to get back into VBS, but instead of, instead of me learning about him, I wanted to teach others and like let them know about everything God does for us. So I volunteered at Faith Covenant Church as preschool leader, and it was super fun, and I really enjoyed it. I have always wanted, I've really, wait, I have wanted to get baptized for a while now, and I never really, like, talked about nobody, to nobody about it, like, I just really, really wanted to, and I just never felt that it was the right time, and until God gave me this opportunity, and you told me that, about the baptism, and I felt that it was a gift from God, because it was on my birthday, and I just, I really felt that it was Him telling me that it was my time. So this, that's pretty much the reason why I want to get baptized, to let him know I believe in him and thank him for everything he does for me. Awesome. Excited for you, Mariah. And finally, Maddie Harpal. Maddie, why do you want to be baptized today? Um, I want to be baptized because I want everyone to know that I love Jesus and that I'm completely all in for God. Hmm. Awesome. So how did you come to that point? Well, um, my faith journey has been a whirlwind. Um, I've gone through that annoying preteen stage where I talk back to my parents and only really think about my friends. And that's where every other word stage and so many more stages. But in the past few years, I've matured especially from watching my older brother go through his high school and his first year of college. I've realized that I don't want to make the mistakes that he did. A Covenant Pines this year is where I really saw God's love shining through me and through so many other people. I've received, I received crazy amounts of love and compassion from people that I knew for a few days. One of my main goals for the week was bringing the knowledge of the Lord from my head and into my heart so that I not only understood from what I can understand, um, but that I felt him living in me and through me. When I got home, I felt so new. I had this joy in my soul that I'd never felt in my life. I f knew that that was what it felt like to be completely and utterly on fire for God. And I prayed and prayed that I could keep this feeling alive in my heart. And of course, I will continue to make mistakes and... Um, Thro oh, <laughs> I will continue okay. to make mistakes throughout my life. 
Um, but I'm praying that this confession of faith to everyone will help me keep that fire going in myself so that I can shine through him and show other people to his glory so that they can feel that love and fire in their hearts like I did. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Well, Carrie's going to come up and give us some uh, dinner or lunch instructions and pray for our lunch, and then we're going to walk down to the beach. So I'll let Carrie explain what's going to happen after the baptisms. Sounds good. Our guys are grilling in the back, so food's going to be ready shortly. Um, I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then I'll invite everyone to stand and head right down to the beach. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you that the rain is held off and that we could have a fantastic outdoor service today. Lord, thank you for these people who have declared their love for you. May they continue to live their lives solely and on fire for you. Thank you for their profession of faith today. Lord, thank you for this opportunity for them to be baptized. Father, be with us the rest of this day. Thank you for the food that is here today, and thank you for the hands that provided it. Would you bless it to our bodies and to the nourishment of us? Thank you for your many blessings and for loving us unconditionally. In Jesus' name, amen.